How are we doing today, Wolfpack fans? It is your host, Austin Paschke, joined by my co-host, Tyler Seth. And today we have a very special guest joining us today, Coach Jaworski Beckham, or Coach Jaws, as people know him in this neck of the woods. Coach Jaws is a strength and conditioning coach that very, very kindly accepted the invitation to come on this show. So we are very, very thankful for him to be able to come on the show. And without further ado, let's take a listen to the interview. Coach Jaws, Coach Jaworski Beckham, thank you so much for meeting with us. Super big fan of what you've been putting out on Twitter and everything you've been doing here at the university. To give the listeners some insight, though, what you've done in the past, you've worked at Alabama, working with not only their football team, but their women's basketball and softball as well. Then you moved to Grambling State. Yes, sir. Uh, where you spent three seasons as the director of strength and conditioning. In that time period, you did some amazing stuff. Two undefeated seasons in conference play, one conference championship, one national championship, helped develop seven All-Americans, 14 All-Conference players, nine future NFL players. Yes, I sir. Mean, yes, sir. Crazy. Actually, yeah, we had a draft pick, third-round draft pick. Um, Something that happened, hadn't happened there in a while, you know, the history of Grambling State. Yeah. They have, I think they may lead all college football with Hall of Famers. So uh, we had some pretty good ones that came through there. I mean, that resume is crazy impressive. Um, how does that resume transfer over to the University of Nevada and helping this program um, explode to bigger and brighter heights? Uh, well, you know, Coach Simmons, we have a mutual connection as far as Coach Cochran at the University of Alabama. And uh, he called coach and said he was looking for a speed guy uh so i got here after um right before fall camp of the first season coach Norvell was here i guess what 17, 17 maybe yeah. um i'm not good on dates everything just rolls together <laughs> uh, so got here had a chance to watch the season and just see exactly what he was talking of and um you know the guys wasn't as fast or not as athletic uh we need some things that we had to work on so we got a chance to come in that off season here's a little different uh it snows and all that yeah. good stuff so i wasn't used to the weather you know coming from out the south you know it's hot all the time and humidity it's totally different weather but uh we got a chance to get to work and uh start cleaning up some things and uh, i think from the season you watch uh at least from the defense side we looked a lot better we moved well uh, we put up some did some impressive things on defense yeah the defense uh, was definitely a high point last season and i think they're looking to expand on this season for sure yes sir for um, sure and so when people see you on the sidelines you're usually one holding the turnover towel you're yeah. the one that's jumping all around getting these players hyped who came up with the turnover towel idea and uh, how did you get the call to uh, kind of man that well, I'm the strength coach that talks all the smack. Um, I'm the one when they see him in the weight room, I'm talking smack. We at practice, I'm talking smack. Then in the hallway, I'm talking smack. So I always just bring energy. That's kind of like, well, they call it energy, but me, it's just me being me, talking smack. But uh, I always have a towel in my hand. I'm always on the sideline with the D. I'm a defensive guy by nature. Um, and Coach Norvell just looked at me one day because he was trying to come up with some things. Like, like what are we going to have? You know, Miami had the chain, boys, you have the throne and things like that. And it was like, we have to come up with something. He just, every day at practice, he'll look at me and like, come on, Josh, you got to come up with something. I'm like, Coach, I'm lost. I mean, I don't know. You know, I just talk my smack. And uh, I always have a towel on the sideline. If you even noticed before the turnover towel, and he was like, turnover towel. And it's like, you know what, coach, that's just that's kind of flow with what I do anyway. I'm waving it or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I always have it in my hand. Why not? And so he talked with Caleb. Um, we went to on the way to Vanderbilt. Um, Caleb, the equipment guy, he had it made. 
uh, put it on the truck, shipped it out to Tennessee, and I got there. I had my new baby. You know, it was the original one. You know, we had turnover towel. We was like, wait a minute, it's a towel. You don't need turnover <laughs> and towel. So uh, on the way back, um, talked to Caleb, and he went and cleaned it up, and we got TT now. Nice, nice. Um, and then with the Twitter videos that everyone's loving, uh, what made you want to give some fans some behind-the-scenes look at, like, practice and kind of the stuff that goes on that they don't normally see? Well, I, that just happened. You know, like I say, I talked smack, and I was like, because during the spring, we tried to create a media wave to get the fans involved, get them more uh, active and want to come to the game and just, you know, rather promote season tickets. Uh, it started with the um, – the the charity raised the grit oh, run for yeah. uh, coach Miss Kim, mm -hmm. and we started that wave with it. And I just realized, like, hey, we kind of went silent on social media, just kind of about what we're doing. So I just rolled with it, did the video, just shot it from the hip, and some parents started hitting, uh, coming, or going to sending me DMs like, hey, thank you. This is a way where we get a chance to see our kids and see them in action because they've been gone. Yeah. They're the babies, so they don't really get a chance to see them in their environment. So, and I noticed talking to a a fan uh, one day, and he was like, "I like why the fans just don't come get involved with, with 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 the football games and different things like that." He was like, "Well, coach, you know, right now after Ganji left and Malik left, those guys left now. They kind of don't know anyone." So they're all about the names and things like that. So I'm like, well, okay, let me just introduce the freshmen and start introducing uh, yeah. players because they may listen to the game and hear the names or see the number on the field, but they never actually put a face right. with the name unless you meet us down in the, the walk out to the field right. during the game. So I was like, okay, well, I just keep going. And then, you know, I just started out doing it for the fans. They loved it, um, want more, and I just continue just – going on with it, you know, and talking smack is kind of my thing, and the players know that, you know, because we beat them up uh, off-season, we beat them up, weightlifting, running, spring ball, they get beat up, they're still lifting weights, and so it's just a way to give them some energy, keep them to just keep pushing through um, just the demand of the sport, you know, just a lot of things go in in class, and it's just a lot, so yeah. I just try to keep it live, and you know, they it's, it's stressful for them, yeah. so I just try to keep a Keep them smiling, keep them going. Definitely. So I saw a video after Carson Strong threw a blazer of a pass, just like I think it was at least like 50 yards, touchdown to Romeo Dubs, and then we came off the sidelines, you were feeding him something. You were feeding him a little <laughs> dog food. I got to ask, what's what's the dog food back about? What's what's that all about? Well, we run the 3-3 three, three, uh, three, three stack, and so every day with our offense, it's hard to practice with that because you really don't see it during games, and, and it, that defense is just people moving shooting the gaps, blitzing, full 100 miles per hour coming from everywhere. And so the defense kind of got in the groove of having the better days one particular okay. week. And uh, they was down and out. And I'm like, I'm always on the defense side. Like I say, I have TT on Wednesdays and I'm talking, I'm getting them going. And then I was like, well, we got to have some good practice. So let me go over here to the other side and just start getting them going. Like I said, I'm not an offensive guy. Uh, I'm always defense. And so one day uh, we have an intern here. And on the way to work, you know, Coach Savage uh, is always talking about it's time to eat. It's time to eat. So we messed with each other going to practice. Then on the way to work, it was like dog food. So I'm like, <laughs> who has a dog? So I called it, text the intern or whatever. I'm like, hey, do you have a bag of dog, an empty bag of dog food? She's like, yeah. I was like, can you bring it when you come in? And like, she brought it. And then 
I didn't know it was gonna work or not, and uh, you know, cause you know, you try to come to these creative things. I'm like, I think I like dog food. Looks like bad. it worked out. <laughs> so, and I brought it, and the receiver was like, okay, I'm feeling this. And then, of course, if Coach Scott kind of approved it, you know, Coach yeah. Scott, the receiver coach, you know, he, he's very critical and he's he's a thinker, <laughs> and he was like, you know what, I like that, Jaws. And I was like, you like it? Then I guess I gotta <laughs> go with it. And then we had the scrimmage, like you say. Yeah. You know, start going with it, start going with it, and that day we had a good day. So, I think we're gonna kind of stick with the dog food. You know, I know I had some guys on social media um, during spring kind of talk bad about the towel is low budget, it's this, it's that. I'm like, but that's just Coach Norvell. We we all about Nevada grit. We don't need yeah. the bling bling and the shining. It's about as you see there, we have the blue collar work shirt there well, we all about getting the hands dirty and going to work so i'm like well forget it i don't care if it's not all snazzy and got the bling on it hey that's us that's what we do so you know we baby wolves so you know we go with the dog food I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so so switching to the team as a whole uh can you just give us from your perspective like one strength and one weakness kind of heading into the season as of right now uh strength right now we had a good off season uh, a lot of the guys are in there. They, they, they're now comfortable with the offense. They're getting comfortable with the defense. Of course, the quarterback play, we got to find a replacement for Ganji. Uh, but the quarterbacks, they're looking good. Uh, I think it's going to be a competition all the way down to game week. You know, I kind of don't get in that aspect of it. My job is to root and cheer them on and keep encouraging them when I see them around the building. Just keep working, get in the playbook, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, we had a good offseason, so, and they, not young in the system anymore. So I just go with it and just whatever, you know, needs to be done. I uh, just kind of roll with it. Kids, guys have their head down because we have rough days. You know, we add more to either offensive playbook, defensive playbook. So just keep encouraging them, you know, get in your playbook, keep getting in your playbook, keep asking questions. So I kind of feed off wherever, you know, if I go to meetings now to watch the movement because we do speed to see if they're applying it. So I hear certain things in the move, in the meetings that they're trying to get the guys to do. So I just try to echo wherever it is they, they're trying to get from the kids and just keep them going and keep their heads up because, you know, especially with the young pups, they're away from home. It's hard. It's yeah. different. They used to being that guy in uh, high school. And now you like the big fish and the little fish in the big pond. So just trying to encourage them guys and just do my part, you know, so the coaches can do what they have to do and have a kids mentally ready to go through whatever they're going to go through because adversity is going to hit. And I understand, you know, being young in a way, it can get really tough. Definitely. So I'm just trying to be there for that. Well, last year we had a great season, uh, won the Arizona Bowl. But it seems like this season, team the team has lifted expectations and the culture seemed to kind of be switching to, you know, we can actually have an even more special season this mm -hmm. year. Do you think that culture is kind of fueled by the coaches or more of the players heading into the season? Uh, Coach Norvell does a great job with trying to change the culture. You know, we have a lot of books we read during offseason, a lot of leadership stuff. Um, uh, one book we read was The Continuum of Towards Being Compelled. Um, and just rating the player all the way up, committed, compelled, uh, reluctant, resistance. So the guys had a chance to go through offseason and see, okay, if we're doing sprints, okay, is this guy running these sprints or doing these drills um, as if he's wanting to get better, he's doing it for the team, is he compelled or he's just going through the motion? That's like being existing. So coach put that into play and we have our leadership counselor and they go through and they rate the players uh coach simmons and the rest of the strength staff we go through and rate from what we're seeing 
And so coach is trying to build that culture of helping them hold each other accountable. You know, if you see Lucas Weppers going all out and Fawson going all out every single day and their body is hurt, you know, that's a compelled guy. Because regardless of the weather, regardless of the situation, how many workouts we didn't had at this point, they always come and they bring the all. And so now guys are seeing that and they're starting to come to that and understand that we have to work. I mean, nothing's going to be given to you. So you got to go out and grind and earn it, you know. And uh, so if you get prepared, then things are happening the way it should happen. Yeah. Uh, so Coach Nobel does a great job with setting things in play and letting them take ownership and uh, lead themselves because we're not in the locker room. You know, we don't go out there and play. You know, we don't even lift the weights or do the sprints. We just write it up and make sure it's scientifically correct yeah. and let them go at it. So it's all on them. And so they're buying into that. And having a winning season going into the offseason really helps, you know. I know the UNLV was a, uh, you know, and then come back and bounce back with the bowl game the way we won it. That gave the guys, like, a lot of momentum. And uh, I definitely want to see losing UNLV and using the bowl, losing the bowl game and coming to the offseason. I think that might have been a little rough, but we had positive stuff coming in. And so, and a lot of guys now, seniors are gone. There was the backups, and now it's their turn. And so now, you know, when you become a starter, or if you uh, the second writer, and then you get a chance to be the lead writer, what you gonna do? You gonna step it up, or you gonna be that same guy? You know, you gotta step it up because the next guy is hungry too. So, so that same concept. So the guys are doing a good job with it. On the thirtieth, Mackey Stadium, you guys have Purdue, and then after that, you guys travel to Oregon, who was just ranked thirteenth in the coaches' poll. As tough as they are, how do you think that's gonna set up the rest of the season for you guys? We just got to come in and, and be, and like Coach say, be fundamental sound and be physical. Um, we go in and we do those things because football or all sports is, 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 is a game where the most disciplined team wins. If we control the ball, don't turn over, and just do what we're supposed to do, lead up and get prepared for those games, then, you know, we just go from there with it. If you went in and you gave your all and you know you did your very best, then, you know, you come out of it, you know, lick your wounds and get ready for the next one, you know, because our season is not defined by those games. You know, uh, you, I don't know if you came in the hallway, we have be the best in the West. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, to play in a championship game, what you have to do, take care of your division. So, of course, yes, you want to win them all. I feel like we have the team to go out and compete and put ourselves in a situation to win. But it's all about special teams. It's all about not turning the ball over. It's all about getting the defense off the field. It's all about putting points on the board. So all of those factors have to come into play, and the guys have to be mentally prepared and get ready for it. But still have an understanding, win, lose, and draw, you got to lay it all on the line. And if you did then that's fine. You know, let's get back to what we have, our task at hand, is what play in the conference championship and win it. Yeah, so uh, the Bad Grit, obviously, the kind of slogan for this team, uh, for this coaching staff, for the players. Can you give us your definition of Nevada grit and then kind of how that translates to on-the-field work and off-the-field work as well? Grit, it is what it is. You got to do the things that other people don't want to do. You got to do the things that other people are not doing. And our off-season is a lot of things that other teams or school are not doing you know so what if it's snowing outside we're going out there in it you know some people may say well we're gonna not go do that or well you shouldn't run long sprints well i feel like there's grit you know let's go out here and do the things that you don't want to do and and with young players or young kids in general a lot of them don't want to do the hard things and so you have to do the hard things to find out what you really made of if you never get tested 
how do you know what you're capable of doing? You know, we always keep you here. No, we're going to take you here and show you that you're capable of doing really whatever you want to do. I think I read something from a Navy SEAL. It's like when your mind says you want to quit, you still have 40% left. So you still can go. And that's the thing with the grit that we try to get our kids to understand. Whether you feel good or not, you still have more. And, uh, and so, like I say, the blue collar, we just gritty. We, we go out and we grind and we do the hard things. We hit the sleds every day before workouts, every day after workouts. So if you see, we have them down in the weight room and we have them out in the pit. We just move them now because of the season's starting. But, uh, but everything is about just being different, blue collar. You know, get your hands dirty. Let's work, you know. Lick your wounds. Don't get a band a piece of tissue and wipe it. <clears throat> Lick it, you know. Exactly. I call it hot sauce gunpowder. You know, <laughs> you guys on the West Coast don't know about that. That's, you have a dog, you make it mean. Feed them hot sauce gunpowder, you know. Don't, all oh, the animal activists, please don't call it. <laughs> but uh, that's just something we use. It's not for real. We're not for real about that. But, uh, but yeah, that's, it's just grit, man. You got to do the things nobody else want to do, and you got to do it full speed ahead. Yeah, speaking of grit, in your opinion, who do you think is the hardest worker on the team? Hardest worker on the team? Um, you know, the most grit. Uh, I really just don't want to just, you know, because like, you start like, laboring, you start missing people, maybe, you know. Maybe just like a group of people or something. Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say groups. Like this okay. offseason, the linebackers okay. was one of the hard group, uh, the linebackers. The D-line, I call it the nasty D-line. You know, I'm, I'm calling out defense people because I'm a defensive guy. But uh, definitely D-line, linebackers, the wide receivers, the running backs, uh, the O-line. So everybody got got better. But the hardest group, I would have to go with the linebackers. Yeah. That, that was one of the biggest. Uh, the wide receivers too. But if I have to rock, paper, scissors, because I'm not going to rock, paper, scissors. I'm a defensive <laughs> guy. So I'm going to say linebackers. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> So you have to have grit to succeed in college football. You have to have grit to succeed in the pros. Nevada has done a great job of that. We Even going back, we have Brandon Marshall, Duke Williams, Joel uh, Petonio, Austin Corbett, and our personal friend, Wes Farnsworth, just to name a few. Why do you think Nevada is so successful at getting kids to that next level? Uh, they know how to work. Uh, just like we take Malik Reed, you left him off your list. Oh, but, yeah. How but, did I forget about Malik Reed? Oh, <laughs> but, my God. like, right now, you right. look at him now, he's having success. For anybody in this building, it was no doubt. Granted, he got the free agency deal. You know, we understand that with that, you have to grind every single right. day, and you have to be mentally prepared. And he also a man of faith. So, you know, with that, every, anything is possible, you know what I mean? But he works so hard every single day we'll go do our sprints he'll come in and do things as far as taking care of his body doing the little things whether it's core doing shoulder works going to get into boots and cold tub hot tub so even Farnsworth, i got a chance to meet Farnsworth. corbett i got him when i got here i, I missed the off season so it was in the season but that guy worked hard all uh, the little bit that i did see with him so these guys understand how to work and when you're a guy and you're an underdog Underdogs, you have to really fight. If you haven't prepared yourself to fight, you're going to give up at some point. You're going to let the pressure break you. And those guys, um, they understood it was going to be pressure. They understood how to get prepared for it, and they did it. They took the coaching that Coach Simmons and myself, you know, we talked to them about, hey, you got to do this. You know, a lot of people think it's about the big things. You know, great team does the little things. So it's not necessarily about the big things. Great players does do the little things. And those are guys that did the little things. 
and little things make big things. So, you know, it's like cleaning a house. Yeah, I can hire you to clean my house. I can walk around and yell everything that's in sight. Okay, yeah, you clean that up. But I'm the type of guy going to go look under the, 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 the pillows of the couch. Like, yep, you left the dust here. I'm going to go look at the curtains. Yep, it's dust on the curtains and the blinds. You know, mm -hmm. those are the little things. You know, when I, if I'm going to hire you to do a job, I'm looking at it like that. Yeah, I could do the big stuff and hide it and throw it in the closet and make it look clean. But it's about that little stuff. And those guys did the little stuff. Obviously nothing official with the QB situation, but they've been a little banged up with Solano with a hand injury. Uh, Malik not participating in the first fall scrimmage. Carson Strong taking a lot of the first team reps. How do you think his leadership qualities will kind of translate if he is chosen to be the starter or anything uh, to like the whole team? Oh, uh, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, we don't have that selfish team for one. So those guys are the receivers or the team in general is one of the ones that, okay, Coach Miami or Coach Nobel, who's the starter? Okay, and they're watching it. You know, they're taking first team or he's taking first team reps or whoever, second team, third team, whoever's in there. They're, the kids are seeing it and they understand, hey, it's not our call. If I'm a receiver, my job is to go catch the ball. If the old line, my job is to protect or open the hole for the running backs. The running back's job is to hit the hole. So, and we, we, and I think they have trust in our coaches. You know, they know how to coach. Right. They know how to scheme a game plan. So if they don't want to put it in the hand of Carson, being in bad situation, they know how to protect them. So I don't care. For me and them, I don't think they care who's there. Make the call and let's go. You know, and like I say, when you have grit, it don't freaking matter. You don't get into that, well, I think he's the best. You don't get into all that. You trust the process and you do what you are coached up to do. That's not their job is decide who's going to start. Their job is if this is the play, run it, get open, yeah. understand how to read the defense and get to your space, catch the ball, make a play. Yeah. So that's how we roll as Nevada. You know, it's not in all that, uh, this person, that person. That's for the media yeah. and the fans and yeah. all that. That's our you know? job. Yeah, that's y'all's yeah, job. That's our job. You know? Okay. Uh, keeping in, like, the rhythm of injuries, we have Christian Solano, Malik Henry, Devontae Lee. We saw Don Peterson go down at the first scrimmage. Um, is there any injury updates that you can share with us at the time? And uh, specifically, fans are itching to see Devontae Lee get back on the field. Do you have any updates on that you can at least share with us? Uh, Devontae, I'm actually doing his, his, his uh, coming back and running and okay. things like that. Um, but he's doing fine, man. He's looking well. Uh, I know a lot of guys say he was a scooter running. But as far as we know, we have a lot of downtime to fix a lot of things that he needs to address exactly. when he came in. So we're we addressing those things, and we get him ready for whenever the doctors clear him to get ready to do whatever. But we're running. We're doing some cutting moves. So he's on schedule. So, you know, the biggest thing is is just him being patient, continue staying around, learning, and just getting ready for his turn, you know, because running backs are running backs. They take pound and they yeah. take beating. So I think he understands the concept. Hey, I might not be there for the first two or three or four or whenever the timeline is, but he understands that I'll be back. Yeah. And whenever you come back, you know, it's like money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always on time. You may need it earlier, but when you get it, it's always on time. Same deal, Vante, with him. Whenever I get back, it's on time. You know, who knows? The backs, we're going to. They're going to take some beatings, you know. It is what it is. So just like last year, one guy stepped down, another, like EJ went down, Dotson stepped up. Same deal. A guy go down, you got to have depth. Another guy got to step up. So, you know, that's why you recruit. And that's why you get prepared, you know, because you never know. It's football. It's a violent sport. You never know when your time to get here. 
Uh, with fantasy football right around the corner, we're going to do a little Nevada fantasy football. If you had a draft and you had the first pick in that fantasy football draft from the Nevada football team, who's going number one overall and why? Well, I don't know much about fantasy. I never <laughs> played it. I wanted to get into it, but never played it. But, like, if I can do a draft pick with just just, just picking a guy, I'm going with Gabe Sewell. I know okay. that's the, I'm a yeah. defense guy again. I'm going with Gabe. Yeah. I'm going with Gabe. Yeah, he switched to outside backer this year, right, Chris? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't get into that. I just see him out there, hair flying around. And <laughs> right, he's exactly. making plays. So yeah, Always making plays. Um, so we see videos all the time of schools, strength and conditioning coaches going absolutely crazy on the sidelines, in the weight room. They're yelling. They're the loudest guy out there. We're wondering, is there a class that you guys have to go through or something that's called a hype class? Or like something where you, like, because every single one of you guys are just going crazy every single game. Is there a hype class or something you guys have to take just to get the job? Well, if you come in this profession, you kind of one of those kind of dudes anyway. You know, right. I'm not one of those yellers and that's not my style. You know, I talk my talk. Right. Well, as you know, I'm a trash talker. That's my thing. So, yeah, I do a little jumping up and down, but, you know, with me, I get real bad headaches, and I learn, like, you know what? That's not for me. I just do my, exactly. my trash talk, wave a towel. That's why I had the towel, you know, <laughs> flash the towel and go up and down with it. But, uh, but no, it's no class. It's one of those things. It has to be you. Um, uh, just like... You can't fake it because the kid's going to know if you fake it and it becomes counterproductive. Like, man, you you acting. That's not even you, yeah. you know. And you have some guys like Coach Simmons not a, a yeller, holler, and jumping up and down kind of guy. You know, I'm a trash talker. Um, I have been with guys that is that, but that it just have to be you. Yeah. And if it's not authentic, then the kids know. Um, and then I heard some guys call coaches like that dush donkeys. So uh, I definitely stay in my lane to not be one of those guys, you know. And uh, we sometimes talk about those type guys, yeah. but um, but uh, they like it. I love it. I guess yeah, right. that's just not me, you <laughs> know. All right, last question. Um, what do you think will take Nevada to finally capture its first Mountain West title? Continue doing what we're doing. Keep getting better every day. Uh, keep trusting in the process, and just keep trusting in our coaches and come to work every day, you know. If you have A through Z and you got a, those all the things that goes into playing your position, you know, each day you need to come in and work from A through D. And then tomorrow get better with, I mean, get better with that today. You know, you may not hit A through D today. You may get only A through C. Now you got to come back and work C through H, you know, and just keep that progression going through fall camp. And then after a while, you've, you, you've worked on A through Z and you're ready to go. So just looking at it like that, if we just come in and just understand how to do our job and understand getting better every day and trusting in the coaches and the process, uh, we'll be there. You know, I mean, don't worry about the outside noise because exactly. they're going to talk. Like yeah. I say, that's you guys' yeah. job that's is to, job. Yeah. to talk about whatever it is. I know we didn't see some guys talk a lot of negative stuff, and it worked for us last year because we took that and used it for motivation. You know, exactly. you look in and say, oh, Nevada has uh, one in 15 chances of winning this game. And you're like, what? We on a roll winning and you still don't believe us? So that let us know that we have to believe in ourselves. It don't matter about anybody else because nobody actually knows 
like at practice, what call that we're calling, or who messed up, or who's getting better at. Nobody knows that aspect of it. You know, you just look at what you may see from the score from the day before and the team we playing, what they're doing, and who they may have. It's supposed to be all conference, and y'all just make a guess. Yep. You know what I mean? And come up with the numbers. But uh, as long as we just focus on us, do what we're supposed to do, work on getting better. Screw the outside noise, yeah. we'll be fine, you know, because like I say, we went through it last year and coach preached that, preached that, and the guys seen it, and now we understand it. And I think now, you know, it's just all about what we want and how we're going to go out and approach it.